Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, Think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. In the podcast dojo we go, the much-anticipated, cannot-miss podcast of the year. This is going to win us the pod gold medal, the fifth hour with Ben Maller and the newly married Danny G Radio. It's that time, Danny. We've hyped it up. You're the star of the show. It's all about you, Danny. In-depth team coverage, a global exclusive. Everyone is dying to get this information. Wrong. As we span the globe, kind of. I mean, California to Hawaii and and back. And Nine out of ten paparazzos agree this is going to be an award-winning podcast, so I cannot wait. First of all, congratulations, Danny. Mazel tov. Uh, you did send me a few text messages when you were in Hawaii and it it looked beautiful and you were concerned about the weather and all that and it seemed like everything was really really good. Yeah, man, it went better than expected. Uh there was definitely a weather scare at the beginning and as a fellow radio nerd, you can appreciate the fact Ben that I heard EAS alerts on the radio but for a major volcanic eruption. Oh, that's right. You were there when the volcano thing. Yeah. Yeah, As Mauna Loa erupted for the first time in 38 years, and the lava is still flowing right now as we record this. So that was pretty wild. And then there was this big flash flood alert for Hana. And obviously the big famous road to Hana, that area was flooded. And this was the night before our wedding. (laughs) So... Yeah, okay, so we're driving home from the dinner with family right before the big day, and we are on Waialea, 
and we are nervous as hell because there was a 100% chance of showers between 4 and 6 p.m., and our wedding was scheduled for sunset at 4.30 p.m. Well, you think at that point, maybe it's it maybe a late night wedding. Maybe we'll do a late night under the under the moonlight, uh, the beautiful <laughs> Hawaiian moonlight there. No, there was only one other option with the company who helped us with our beach ceremony, and that was to move it to the morning at 830 a.m. So a sunrise morning. OK, a sunrise yeah. wedding, I should say. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, are, you, are you a morning guy? I'm not really a morning person. I don't I know. mean, look. The whole thing, the star of this show, let's be real, was this fancy ass dress. <laughs> That's that right. I saw very my, beautiful your, yeah. uh, your wife's wedding dress, uh, solid, traditional, good looking. So the former Tinderoni, because I guess she's a wife of now. She, <laughs> <laughs> dude, not only did she starve herself to fit into this Coke bottle dress, yeah, this thing was blinged out. Straight cash, homie. It had the long tail, trail, whatever they call it. <laughs> I mean, she did it up nice with the dress, and I didn't get to see it until she actually walked up to me on the wedding day. So did she want to stand in pouring rain wearing this baller dress? <laughs> the answer, as you can guess, is fuck no. And yeah. so she was emotional and crying about this, Ben even before we left to get there, because obviously her and her family kept checking the weather forecasts. Wow. All right. And so I have questions. Can I, can we have a Q and a, so I got married in Hawaii on the beach. It was a very small, we eloped, but we did have a photographer. We had, uh, you know, a person obviously presiding over the wedding and the, the vows and all that, but you, gotta like stay away from the the the, the bride to be before the wedding so like what's the move here like I, you you guys my wife went to like the you know get all dolled up and have the makeup done and all that and then i i was stuck you know we were by ourselves so i was like by myself in the hotel room and i uh, i was just like calling random people hey i'm about to get married and they were like trying to talk me out of it and all that it was uh <laughs> did you have a similar experience danny i got how are you killing the time that you had before the wedding. Cause a lot of thoughts go through a man's head. They're like, what, you know, I'm sure I want to do this. Is this, is this right? What's what happens if this takes place? Like all that stuff. So uh, how did you handle that? Really good question, Ben. And I'm not just saying that like John Morosi does to every single question thrown his way on the network. <laughs> Great question, Ben. <laughs> yes. the answer is no, that really is a good question because the first day we get there, we arrive. And we're so excited to be on the island. As you know, you step off the plane and it's 82 degrees and perfect. It's going to be a great trip. We check into our Airbnb. Huge problem. It does not match the pictures. This freaking thing was so expensive, Ben, because obviously it's a long stay at this Airbnb. Yeah. They lied their asses off on these photos. Was it older? Was it more run down than they sent the picture of? Is that what it was older? It was definitely dusty and kind of dirty. The view was a two million dollar view of the ocean, but it was dusty and damp and dirty, and the AC would not kick on. Oh, so I, I had a I, we had the same problem. We were in Hawaii. I mean, the, the the wife were just. 
And, and we, you know, it's Hawaii. It's hot. You want to have a nice air conditioning. You don't want to sit in the heat in your, in your own uh, apartment you're in. It's, come on. Exactly. Now, at this point, it's now 90 degrees outside and humid, very humid. Yeah, and we are, we are trying to unpack our suitcases in this Airbnb. And my bride-to-be disappears. And she doesn't come out for a while. But I hear a suitcase slamming on the floor. Uh-oh. So I'm like, okay. I I walk in to check on her, oh, and no. she says, "This is not what we fucking paid for." Oh no! Now, oh boy! Now it's on. <laughs> now, now it is on like Donkey Kong, right? The inevitable meltdown. So at this point, does she just give up and say that's it? We're predestined to this, or does she call and raise holy hell and say, and try to get moved somewhere else? I mean, you can't really call anybody. There is a person listed, obviously, the quote-unquote landlord. But yeah. it's a lockbox to get in or a code box to get into these places. They have their own cleaning service. Most of these places, like especially on the islands, the landlords are not in sight. They're nowhere to be found, and they like it that way. Okay. Can't, but can't you – like, I don't know. I've, I've only stayed a little bit at Airbnb. Usually my wife handles all that. But can't you contact Airbnb and say, wait a minute, uh, you know, what's going on here? Yeah, but there's deposits involved. Okay. You'd have to wait to get your money returned. You'd have to find another spot, which is almost impossible at this point, because you have to do all of this in such great advance that it's not just an easy fix. Yeah. It was overdramatic. And she admitted that the following day. When you walk into a place that you paid a lot of money for, you are expecting to get your money's worth. Yeah, it's understandable. You guys have been planning this for how long? How many, like a, over a year, right? At least. Yeah, for, for 11 months. Yeah, yeah, all right, about 11 months. So basically a year. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Because she's thinking to herself, this is not where I want to sit and have the makeup lady show up. So I had to think fast, Ben. I did have an emergency reserve. Okay. I called and talked to a manager at the Four Seasons in Wailea. Oh. All right. All right. And I told her what was going on. So you explained Explore. everything. You said, this is my my perfect wedding. My wife to be is upset. You must help me. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm very happy for you. And she said, pay the entry level room to get in here and I will upgrade you two times. To an ocean view. Nice. I'm trying to do my job. That's very nice of them. Uh, yeah, so shouts out to Christina there. All the gang. Biggest look of joy you can ever imagine, because if there's one thing my chick loves, it's fancy resorts. <laughs> well, there you go. You, get that, you turned the frown upside down, and then uh, there oh, yeah. you go, Danny. That's uh, the way to go. So right now, you're already... You're not even married yet, and already you've got some equity. So you're ahead when you when you f up. You're now ahead. So that's a good yeah. thing. And I blew my emergency wad early on. Face my mouth. Her family met her there, and we all had a little get together in front of the resort on their private beach, and that's where all the family members got to meet each other from my side and her side, and so it was a perfect, an imperfect but perfect start to the trip. And now, Ben, she gets to get dressed there at that nice resort rather than this dusty, dirty, hot, humid Airbnb with no working air conditioner. 
Now, the other move here is we try to decode what happened. This is our in-depth coverage, by the way. Listening to live coverage on the podcast here as we go through everything that happened at the famous radio wedding, Danny G Radio. A longtime prolific bachelor has now become an honest man here. How about the hookers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you did you try to rent out the Airbnb? Because you still had the Airbnb, right? They, while you were staying at the nice hotel. Did you like, maybe I can double dip on this and rent this out to somebody else? Did you think about that, possibly doing that? Instead, what we did is we hooked up some of our family members. Oh, good. Okay. Because, yeah, we had family, including her kids, cramped in the current Airbnb situation they had. We put a couple of our relatives into our empty Airbnb. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so your uh, the the wedding went off. The weather was good. Everything was good on that. Yeah, it's perfect sunset. What's it called? The officiant? Offici- yeah, officiant. Yeah, I think that's it. That sounds right. He he was authentic Hawaiian dude, blowing into a conch, personable. He made everybody laugh. We had a group of twenty family members on the beach there. It was spectacular. Did you uh, then roast a pig, like a traditional Hawaiian luau, after you got done? Did you? No? That's my duck. And it would have matched what was going on. (laughs) The only downside of trampling onto that beach, which it's public, so yeah, you can go out there and have a wedding, but if somebody's on the beach, you you can't move them. Yeah. yeah. So as we walked onto the beach, there was a homeless guy. Ben, I love you. Oh, great. Finally, he got up and moved. Well, that's nice of him. Yeah. 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 I, I was at a wedding on the in the beach here in LA, and they, they were they were proposed, they did the whole vows thing. And as they were doing the I do's, some dude with headphones on ran past. Like he's such a douchebag. The guy like ran past, and there's all these people sitting on the beach for the wedding, and this guy didn't didn't give a crap. He's like, what a dick. You know, come on. You're fired. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening there was a lady playing the ukulele nice. um, we call it ukulele yeah and yeah. um the part i hated the most was the forced poses with the pictures and anytime i got too close to my bride she's like get away from me you're making me hot you get away from me <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very inconvenient uh, the, the the photos and all that and it's a it's a headache but and, and plus the other thing is like, and hopefully you guys are married for forever and ever and all that. And then like, as you age, you'll look back and you'll be like, well, I don't look like that anymore. You know, like, uh, it, started, it becomes agonizing, you know, like, yeah, what happened there, man? I mean, uh, yeah, hopefully I shed some pounds. I, I looked like fryer tucks. <laughs> well, it's the stress of having to come up with all the money and, uh, and uh, the, what an irritation that is. Definitely uh, ate my feelings this past year trying to save up all that money. For sure, for sure. The dinner was good. The food was delicious. I should back up, though. That night where there was that flash flood warning where we had the little meal with our families, that was the only one incident we had with somebody drinking too much. Uh-oh. Beer. Uh-oh. To protect the innocent and the guilty, I'll change his name to uh, David. Okay. <laughs> okay, David. I'm sure no, uh, nobody will know who that is. No, no, no. That's his fake name. David may have or may not have drank six White Claws on the beach right in front of the Four Seasons. Oh, okay. Now, did he pay for those? Because that's probably that's probably like five grand he put down on drinks. When he got off the plane, he bought those at Costco. Oh, okay, that's a smart move. All right. All right, so now he brings his uh, Costco liquor to the beach. Don't tell me to calm down. He's one of those guys. Oh, boy. Fully lubricated, right? Fully lubricated. He's seeing pink spiders at this point. Okay. I'm fine. I'll show you who's who's calm. He followed some of us up to the bar where the more responsible adults had one or two lava flows, but then cut it off. My cousin looks at me, and he's like, man, he can drink, huh? And I'm like, oh, you don't know the half of it. David is a world-class drinker. He is uh, normally soused. As, uh, <laughs> you know, but he's, at this point, Ben, he was not teetering over the edge. He still was, like, very personable and funny, and he, he hadn't gone to the dark side yet. Okay, so I'm, I, I was going to bring that up because I learned doing the overnight show years ago, The there are four types of heavy drinkers. There's four types. There's the, there's the Hemingway who they're the same, whether they drink a lot or they don't doesn't alcohol doesn't impact their personality. There's the Mary Poppins, the person that, you know, that person that drinks a lot and becomes nicer and more yes. around and kind of lets themselves go a little bit. And they're, they're like, 
I guess I would be like that a little bit because I'm pretty introverted. So if I drink, I, I think I'd be more social. Uh, maybe the nutty professor would be the better one because that's actually the one that becomes more social. So maybe the nutty professor. But the doc, the, the Mr. Hyde one is the one that becomes very hostile and aggressive and does physical things that they probably shouldn't do and they wouldn't do if they weren't uh, completely liquored up. So which one of those is uh, is David? Uh, I would say that David is, he's a nice loser until he tipped to the other side. And when he crosses the Rubicon. Yes. Then he is sleeping on the side of the road at that point. He's urinating in his uh, pants. Screaming at the heavens. It's it's, uh, wonderful. (laughs) Hitting all cylinders. Now, to prove my point, we all left, went back to our places, got changed, and all met at the Monkey Pod for dinner. Yeah. And if you go to Hawaii, make sure you hit up the Monkey Pod, really good restaurant, and they are not a paid sponsor. I wish they were, though, Ben, because that bill, holy <laughs> guacamole. So we're, and we're really just doing appetizers, too. We're like, we're looking at this menu and we're like, damn, we can't all afford an entree. This bill would be $10,000. So we're splitting appetizers. Everybody has one drink except for David. How many drinks do you think David has in front of him at the monkey pod? Oh, he's got to have at least two, right? At least two. <laughs> got two drinks yeah. in front of him. And now, unfortunately, he is tipped to the other side. My bride, who's a very good host, she tried to jump in and save the moment by doing what a lot of boozers don't like. And that was her grabbing his hand and saying, David, let's move to the end of the table. I think family down there want to visit with you. <laughs> now, David might have been tipped to the other side, but he knew exactly what she was doing. And he was like, fuck you. I know what you're doing. You're trying to get me out of here because I'm annoying all of you. <laughs> and he looks at my cousin and my cousin's wife, and he does the double birds he looks all of us right in the eyes and he says, fuck you guys. <laughs> We're putting in a couple more food orders for appetizers. And now David is talking and trying to make this waitress laugh. And he's getting a little bit handsy with her. Giggity, 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 giggity. And I scoot my chair back a little bit so that there's some distance between me and David. And David tells the waitress, He's getting married tomorrow. Look at he's all ready for a lap dance from you. <laughs> all right. He's getting right to the point. Yes. <laughs> Strippers are people, too. He's a and straight now, shooter, David. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, my Tinderoni puts her hands over her face like, oh, my God, just get this guy out of here. <laughs> um, and so now he's ready to leave. He's like, OK, I did my job here. My job is finished. He walks over, he talks to the the girl at the front of the restaurant, and we're kind of watching him. We're like, why, why does he keep talking to her? And then he just leaves. He walks out the front doors. He's gone. He gone. Fast forward a half hour. We're all finished eating. The waitress comes over and she says, your check is handled. Oh. So what he did is when he was talking to that girl at the front, he was giving them his card info. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess he kind of felt bad for the little oh, thing he created. Okay, all right. So he paid for the whole check. That's nice of him. 
Is he yeah, have money? This guy's got all cash. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. He did, it didn't look like it. Um, Is that gonna be one of those things when he sobers up? What the fuck did I just do here? <laughs> <laughs> we wondered that same thing, Ben, because <laughs> he still should have been on foot at that point because it would have been a long walk. Can't find him. Call his phone. He answers finally, and we're like, "Where are you?" And he says, "In America." <laughs> now he's just fucking with us because we're like dude thanks for paying for the the bill you didn't need to walk out like we're trying to give you a ride where are you and well, he said at least he's not in guam at that point. I guess right. is, is guam american territory i don't know anyway yeah go ahead uh, don't worry about me i'm just gonna find the beach and take a nap nobody can locate him he is answering his phone and he's laughing he's cracking jokes he's still being a dick He's like, fuck you guys. I'm in America. That's all that matters. I'm going to sleep on the beach. It's better than being with you turds and stuff like that. So they're kind of worried about him. But at the same time, he has a history of some of this. They find him the following day. It turns out instead of walking towards the beach, he walks inland. (laughs) So he, yeah, he he walked 20 minutes into the island rather than to the beach. So he fell asleep on the side of a road. Is that right? Jeez. Uh, so, yeah, he brought the fireworks to the party. Oh, yeah, drugs. You got to have drugs. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. All right. Well, so for, for me, uh, uh, the Thanksgiving holiday last week, we had original podcasts all weekend and what a Thanksgiving it was at the Maller mansion. And I've now picked up a skill as a short order cook here. Uh, one of the longest days of my, my life, uh, man. Uh, and so, it started out, I did the radio show Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving Eve into Thanksgiving. So I dug my heels in. I did the radio show. I was like, hey, I always work. My wife requested I take off Thanksgiving night. I'm actually glad she did in retrospect because I did the radio show. Then uh, you were you were busy in Hawaii, Danny. So Alex Teicher, who, who was in, did a great job on the podcast. He was able to record Thanksgiving morning after the show, a couple hours after the show. Uh, you know, few, several hours after the show, we recorded the podcast for the weekend, Penny versus the Penny and whatnot. And so we were doing that. And then so I go from the radio show to the podcast. Then after that, I'm like, well, wait a minute. We've got this. We're hosting Thanksgiving. Some of the older relatives have you know, moved on. My my mom and dad are gone and, and my wife's family, uh, some changes there with whatnot and people getting divorced and things like that. And so. It was our turn to step up and host Thanksgiving. It was like a big deal, right? Aunts, uncles, cousins, people, you know, most of my wife's family were were there. And so uh, we uh, we had this this menu and my job was to pre- prepare the main the main course. We decided not to make turkey. My wife's like, I don't like turkey. She didn't want to deal with turkey and all that. So I wanted to do a turkey. So I made a traditional just like the pilgrims ate when they came on the Mayflower fajitas. Uh, and we had a traditional Thanksgiving fajitas, but in order to make the fajitas, I, and there were a lot of people that were there. So I had to, after the podcast, I went into the kitchen. I went out of the room, down the hall, made a turn, went down the stairs, went around the corner and then went to the kitchen. And so I then had to, uh, I had to pound the chicken. There's a joke there. Then had to cut up the chicken into little pieces and and then season it for so it tastes good when you put it on the the griddle. And so I had to do that. And I had to cut up the vegetables, the the bell pepper, the onion, all that. So it was a lot. I was feeding a lot of people, so it took a long time to put all that together. Uh, at the same time, I also that same day I had made dessert. I made cinnamon raisin cookies, chocolate chip cookies. And since I'm now the chocolatier, Danny, we talked about that in a previous episode of the show. I don't know if you were here for that one, but I'm the chocolatier. And so I made some chocolates. I melted some chocolate down and made some chocolates and stuff. And so I I was like juggling all these different plates and all that. And then I had to get some sleep. But because it's Thanksgiving, people wanted to come over early. So I ended up getting about two hours of sleep and then people started showing up and then I had to start cooking. And 
and all that. And so, and I'm trying to watch the football games on my phone, but I'm falling asleep. You know, it's a, I was just going to ask you about the games. Yeah. Like I watched the, the first half of the lions game and then I went to sleep for like a couple hours. And then the cowboy game was on after that. And then the, the, obviously the Patriots at night. Um, so anyway, I was able to cook all the food and I was trying to be, I was trying to be a little social with the, the, the relatives. I don't see a lot of them that much. And so I, I went up to where the, the radio studio is just to kind of catch my breath. And I like fell asleep. I just passed out <laughs> and I, I ended up sleeping for a couple hours at night. Um, and then, and then just, I was, but I was totally, you know how you like, you're up for too long and you're just kind of groggy and all that. So it was a big, it was a big pain in the behind. People liked the food though. They were very happy with the food and all that. So nice. Dude, yeah. I would much rather have fajitas than dry turkey. Yeah, no, it was it was it was good. I mean, we go. Well, people did bring some food too. They brought somebody brought stuffing, so they're eating. People were eating fajitas with stuffing, uh, which is a little odd, but uh, you know, whatever. It's all yeah. it's all good. So we we had a, a traditional Thanksgiving, just like the Pilgrims, hundred uh, percent like the Pilgrims, and uh, that's uh, that's what that is now. Uh, there is more, though. We have more coverage, Danny, of the uh, celebrity wedding, right? We go back to our in-depth coverage right now. And it's at a, a premium, this information. And w- w- what is next? The tales of Danny G's celebrity wedding. Well, let's see. I'll, I'll back up to her dress just for a second because I did kind of make fun of the fact that the whole weather thing revolved around that. But, Ben, she looked amazing in that dress. So it was worth all that saving up for that dress. I don't know what the hell we're going to do with it now. Does anyone want to buy a used dress? How about a lace cutty? I changed my clothes. She was still wearing her dress, which was awesome. Um, We were running around like the bar area there and had to get something out of our car. And so we're standing by the valet guy. I'm in my flip-flops in a jersey, uh, and she's still in her dress. And we get back to the room. It was a great honeymoon it was a great wedding night. She was posing for me. Um, I guess I'll sell those pictures on our OnlyFans or fans <laughs> only. I don't even know what that's called. Fans only? Oh, I think it's only. Is it OnlyFans? It's OnlyFans, yeah. I had a guy this week that wanted to see pictures of my calf. And so I said, uh, I'll, I'll put it on my my OnlyFans page. My, yeah. But so, yeah. So, Wait, you guys have a baby calf at your house? I have two beautiful calves. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, now we're the next day. We're at the Grand Wailea and her kids meet us there so they could take advantage of the water slides and all the stuff on that nice property. And the couple sitting in the pool chairs to my left, Ben, you know, one of the great things about Hawaii is people watching. Were they born into money or did they have to save up for this trip? Uh, It's also fun to watch people look at the different menus because of those prices we talked about earlier. Sure. The kids were ordering whatever they wanted poolside. And so in my mind, I'm doing the Maller calculator. Like, oh, that's 100, that's 200, that's, hold it. Ben, I counted the kids once they were all out of the pool. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. Eight children. But here's where it gets good. There were two moms. Okay, so four and four. Eh. No, 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 no. Two moms. Okay. 
So whenever any of the eight kids said, mom, both ladies turned their heads and looked. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so now we're very interested in what's going on because we're like, who's the... And my chick is like, no, 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 that one right there is the nanny. And I'm like, she's not the nanny. She's one of the moms. And she's <laughs> like, what do you mean one of the moms? So we're now trying to figure out this whole puzzle. And it's like HBO's big love. They were both the moms. Because the guy was like showing affection to both of them equally. The kids were crying and whining to both moms equally. This was pretty awesome. I'm like, is this, is this my future right here? <laughs> oh hell no, man. Those eight kids. I, I I can't imagine having multiple children. How about new? So I did want to mention uh the uh, the the lecture. So after Thanksgiving, the fajita Thanksgiving, uh following that on uh Friday, 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 I decided to head east. So made a little road trip to the Grand Canyon State for the second time in a couple of months. I, I've got a, a relative there who's uh, fighting the good fight, and so I wanted to, wanted to see him and just kind of hang out with him for a little bit. So uh, the, the wife, uh, we agreed to go to – she came with me, and so I uh, got in the Mallormobile, filled up with gas, made the the long trek uh, hundreds and hundreds of miles there. I think it was like 400 miles to – to Phoenix and uh, actually lives over in the Mesa area of Phoenix. And so I uh, went over, hung out at his place a little bit, ended up having a, uh, a nice uh, meal. Uh, we actually had the food. We went and picked up the food and came back and all that. And so we spent several hours with my, uh, my cousin. And then at night, I decided, and I didn't really planned this out in advance. I said, you know what? Let's, uh, Let's hightail it back to to Cali. Let's head back to to LA, and uh, and I'm driving, and my wife's a little reluctant. And she's like, "Well, maybe we should get a hotel room." And I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah. Let's just drive back. You know, have a nice house. It's uh, great. Make it back. No problem. Nice drive back." So we're driving back, and I'm sensing that uh, she's this is not uh, what she's enjoying. She's not looking forward to the to the long drive back. And uh, and as we're going and going and going, she's uh, she's tired. She sleeps a little bit. But I'm driving, right? I'm the one driving. I pulled over, actually, at one of the rest stops out in the middle of the desert in Arizona. And I took like a 25-minute power nap, which I never do. But you're driving at night. You know, it's nothing out there except cactus and sand for as long as you can see. And so it's like, all right, I'll, I'll take a little nap. And I woke up. I was fine. I was in, I was in good shape and all that. I was in good shape. Uh, and so did that. Kept driving, got home, and then I got the lecture. <laughs> I got the lecture, Danny. Uh -oh. and, uh, my wife, uh, I, she said, I don't know that I made it clear, but uh, I did not want to drive back. Uh, I wanted to stay in Arizona. I uh, did not want to make this trip in one day, and she ex explained all the reasons why. And, of course, I then rebutted by saying, well, we saved money on the hotel room and, uh, you know, and I thought, now, Danny, I, I'm the one that was driving. So I would have, if she had been driving, I'd been like, okay, but I'm the one driving. So if you're the passenger, like, is it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different perspective when you're not the one driving. This goes back. We talked about this on the penny yesterday a little bit. Covino and Rich had a big debate on their show a couple of afternoons ago 
because they are splitting a hotel this weekend in San Francisco as they traveled a little road trip to the Niners game. And they're saving money on the hotel room by sharing the room, by splitting the room. And that that's the audience. Most of the audience was like, I want my own hotel room. I don't cut corners with hotels, but you do, right? Like if you could save money on a hotel, you do. No, because I when I travel, I don't really want to spend a lot of time in the hotel room. So like, I'm always like, why spend a lot on the hotel? I feel like that's what cheapskates say, though. No, but if I'm going somewhere, I'm, I'm just there to sleep. I'm not there to to enjoy. I, I I don't need that. I don't I don't need all that stuff. I I just go there and I'm out about in a city. I'm just going wherever. I am like it doesn't matter to me. So if you went on a road trip with a couple of your guy friends, you'd be fine sharing the room with them. Uh, well, I, back in back when I was in college, we'd go on some road trips, and I'd I did share the ride. I love it. It was awkward occasionally, but I've gone to I've gone on Vegas trips with friends of mine, and we've we've shared a room, and and that's fine. You know? I think the bathroom situation is awkward, and and uh, also, yeah, I don't know. It's just uncomfortable. But I could see what your I could see your wife's point. Like I do want a room too, but since you were the driver and you pulled it off. I mean, I guess, you know, how much flat can you really take on that? Yeah. Well, the other two, and you mentioned this, like, I know if we had stayed at a hotel room, um, it would not have been one of my choosing. Uh, I would not have been uh, the, uh, the, the Ben friendly. It would have been uh, my wife would have gone with something that is more, more her speed. Yeah. More four stars. And you would have went two stars. Uh, she would not have been staying in Mesa. She would have been staying in Scottsdale. Uh, that's, uh, where we would have ended up. And, uh, so, yeah. So, but in the, in the future, and I, I will have to be going back to Arizona sporadically here. Uh, I guess we'll, if I go by myself, I can drive, but, uh, with her, I'll have to, uh, pony up the cash there for a hotel room. Come on in, man. That's right. All right. We'll get out on that. We have the mailbag on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Looking forward to that. Anything to remote Danny, anything at all. Yeah, I'll be in there with Jonas Knox on his Saturday show from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific time, and then Steve Hartman and Ephraim Salam after that. And by the way, we the we don't have time for the back scratcher. We haven't had a back scratcher in a month, Danny. We oh, got to wow. get we got to get a back scratcher. So please promote the show, support the show on the Apple Podcast page. You got to do it. Make it happen. Yeah, we'll get to those next Saturday. All right, very good. There it is. The fifth hour, and we will catch you next time. Pasta, pasta. Got a murder, got to go. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. 
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.